the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know, there are some who are out there today who call themselves Christians, but they're not connected with any church family. They're trying to do the work of the church on their own, and they can't because the work of the church was assigned to a body of Christ of which we are all, if we're believers, a part We're back with another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely and continuing um, a sermon series he calls The Art of Living. And this uh, particular message deals with meeting together, the importance of gathering together. And he's going to be in the book of Hebrews, primarily chapter 10, if you'd like to follow along. Church of the Highlands is on the web at highlands.us. And Pastor Layton starts off with some reasons uh, for gathering together. We must spur each other, provoke each other. It can be used both positively and negatively. Provoke each other to noble living. How do we do that? One way is by setting an example in our own lives. Another is by reminding other believers of the promises, privilege, and responsibilities that they have. And that can only be accomplished in either case when we are meeting together, when we are assembling together. Verse 25, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. The day is a reference to Jesus' second coming. It says, let us not give up meeting together. Now, this is from the book of Hebrews, and the writer of Hebrews wrote it to Jewish believers who were being persecuted, and some of them were considering going back to their Judaism, the religion that they had set aside to come to Christianity. And what the writer of Hebrews does is he's saying, wait a minute. Why did you leave whatever you left? You left because Christianity is better. In their case, he said, the priest is better. Christ is the ultimate, perfect, high priest. The sacrifice is better. And that other thing, you just had to keep sacrificing and sacrificing and sacrificing and It was never effective. And in Christ and Christianity, there was one sacrifice sufficient for all. Christianity is so much superior to where you came from. Why would you want to think about going back? But they were thinking about going back because of the social pressure and the persecution they were under. And you know what? There are Christians today that are thinking about going back to whatever it was they came from. Because of the social pressures and the perceived persecution that they're under today. And so what they do, like evidently some did in in that church that was being addressed here in in Hebrews, is is they kind of quit coming to church. And quit being so active of 
calling themselves Christians. If you keep reading in the next verse, 26 and follows, there's a warning. And it logically follows from verse 25. People who deliberately and persistently abandon fellowshipping with, assembling with fellow believers are in the danger of abandoning the Lord Jesus Christ himself. We must not give up meeting together. You know, there are some who are out there today, as there were in this, in this time, who call themselves Christians, but they're not connected with any church family. They're trying to be Christians on their own. They're trying to do the, the, the work of the church on their own, and they can't. Because the work of the church was assigned to a body, the body of Christ, of which we are all, if we're believers, a part. God designed some of us to be hands, others to be feet, others to be other parts. And when you have a body, you need all of the parts there. I mean, a hand all by itself, not attached to the body, is not going to accomplish an awful lot. A foot all by itself, not attached to the body, is not going to accomplish an awful lot. In order for the body to accomplish something, the parts of the body need to be connected and working together. And if we were talking about a person and they're missing a hand or they're missing a foot, we, we use a term called crippled. That, that other parts of their body are having to compensate for the part that isn't there doing its job. And there are churches that are crippled. Because the person or people who are supposed to be the hands and the feet aren't there doing their job. And the church is having to compensate as best as it can, but it's crippled. We need every part of the body of Christ, every member of the church, present and active and working together to accomplish what Christ has assigned us. We're to encourage one another. You know, the world is full of discouragers. It's full of discouragement. And we have a Christian duty to each other to encourage one another. And sometimes it may be just a word of appreciation or encouragement that help keep a person on their feet. And blessed are people who are filled with encouragement. A word of encouragement at the right moment might be the difference between a believer standing strong in a time of trial or collapsing along the way. And that's why it's so important for us to be sensitive to one another and sources of encouragement for one another. And that can only happen when we gather together, when we assemble. Every Christian should be a member of a local Christian church and assemble regularly to fulfill the great commission, the purpose for which the church was created. That purpose, that great commission, is forefront in our church family's identity. Uh, When new members come through the membership class, uh, we learn a a sentence, because sometimes people will 
come up to people in our church and say, tell me about Church of the Highlands. What is Church of the Highlands? And, and so we want to have a succinct and, and uh, as complete an answer as we can. So we, we use this phrase, Church of the Highlands is a Christ-centered Bible-teaching church. That's who we are. Assisting people to know and love Christ Jesus. That's what we do. Through a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission. That's how we do it and why. The great commandment. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. Love God, love your neighbor. The Great Commission, Jesus said, uh, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. That's the Great Commission. To love God with all of your heart is worship. To love your neighbors yourself is ministry. To go and make disciples is evangelism and missions. And to teach them all things is discipleship. And all of these four elements are present in any church that is healthy. And because of that, you're going to find all kinds of people in a healthy church. You're going to find people that are new to the faith because the church is doing evangelism. You're going to find people who are mature in the faith because the church is doing discipleship. All four of these are important. You see, Ephesians 3.10 tells us his intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known. Through the church, the manifold wisdom of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ might be made known. There's a passage in Romans 10 that many of us are familiar with. Some of us may have it memorized. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. But if you keep reading, you'll find that there's a A connection here. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. But how shall they ask him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never even heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known. It's the responsibility and the privilege of the church To share the gospel. And as we do so, and the Holy Spirit is at work, things happen like they did in Acts chapter 2. People receive Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. They become part of the church. And so our church must never stop growing. And there's a number of reasons for it. One is that God doesn't want anyone to perish. 2 Peter uh, 3.9, the Lord is patient, not wanting anyone to perish, but wants everyone to come to repentance. There are people today that are coming to repentance, and and they're they're coming to church, and so our church needs to be continuing to grow. And then Jesus made it clear he likes a full house. In Luke 14.23, he said, go out into the country and urge anyone you can find to come in so that my house will be full. Go find people. Hey, let's go to church so that my house will be full. And then thirdly, because God wants his church to grow. Colossians 2.19, under Christ's control, the whole body is nourished and grows as God wants us to grow. God wants his church to grow. In fact, God wants his church to grow. Jesus said, I'm going to get involved in it personally. I will build my church. 
which, by the way, reminds us that we should never say something like, look at the church Pastor so-and-so built. Because if it's a Christian church, Pastor so-and-so didn't build it. Jesus did. He said, I will build my church. And you either are or can be a key part of that church, that body of believers. You're listening to another edition of Study Verse by Verse, a daily visit from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno with the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely. And he's in a sermon series called The Art of Living and dealing this time with the concept of gathering together. And we'll continue this series next week here on Study Verse by Verse. I'm Mike Trout. And if you'd like to uh, find out more about Church of the Highlands, go to their website at highlands.us. The services are across the weekend. They start on Saturday evening at 5 p.m. and then Sunday morning at 7 a.m., 8.30 a.m., 10 a.m., 11.30 a.m., and then again at 5 p.m. this time on Sunday. Again, the details are on the website at highlands.us. And this particular ministry, of which you can become a key ingredient, a financial uh, participant, uh, is on the web at studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. Have a great weekend, and join us on Monday when we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.